Welcome to the 3020-something, well, you know, it's an episode of Born in Trouble. The last one of the calendar year. I'm your host, John X. How y'all feeling tonight with my illustrious guest? All three of them here, I'm just going to say them at one time. Mr. Robert Brooks, Mr. Grant Lancaster, and Mr. Gene Hopkins. What up, dog? What up, dog? What up, though? What's good? Yeah, the conversation was so good in the beginning of the um, podcast, even if it was somewhat inappropriate. But I want to kind of pick up on that. We're talking about... very appropriate. No, well, listen. No, it's it's somewhat life. But you know what? Just because of the fact that it's three or it's four men in that conversation, I hadn't yet weighed in on the conversation, but I'm about to do that now. But just because it's four men talking about women's bodies... It's dangerous. And Grant, you were talking about being at an event where there are a lot of young women hanging out. But one of the reasons why I wanted to get into it is that I found it interesting just last week. They were talking about COVID-related development in children. And it turns out that there's something that's gone on with the younger people, the younger generation. And that is they're finding some of these young women are actually experiencing Um, development at an earlier stage and they're saying that it's COVID related so basically it's COVID related in the in the virus itself or in the um, uh, as a side effect of the shot they're not saying which one or the other they're not saying exactly what the reason is they're trying to figure out exactly what the reasons are But they're seeing that young girls are developing at a lot younger age. Some of them, they're seeing a higher percentage of women, say, at nine years old. That's not a woman. Females. No. Nine years old, for example, are experiencing, what's the term? When you have your first... They're developing, but they're starting to bud. They're starting to... Yeah, whatever it is. They're they're getting their cycles cycles early. They're getting their cycles early. Puberty. Exactly. You see... It just shows you how long it's been since I've had that conversation. And I didn't have to have that conversation because my daughter is like almost 30 now. So, but that's one of the side is, effects. Is that, when, is, that, is, that truly, is that truly COVID related though? I mean, hasn't that been going on for a long time? Haven't we, haven't we kind of, I thought they had kind of, there was kind of an understanding that based off of how food is brought to the table be it shit that you prepare at home or fast food shit. The way this shit is just brought to the table. All the hormones and kinda, everything in yeah, it. All the hormones and everything. Has have been kinda, pushing that number down yeah, over the yeah. years. Yeah, that's a fact. But they actually saw a bump this year. And it was correlated directly with COVID. So maybe it's the two things in confluence. It could be all of the foods that we were getting that are now being shipped to us via Amazon during COVID. And people are eating them and they're staying indoors and they can't do anything else. And the hormones are just, you're not burning that stuff off. And a lot of well, these you people. Don't, you don't burn right. those off anyway. Like, that's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I you, think go, you can go probably... exercise all you want. And you ain't get burning that off. Yeah. Well, you know, you these are. No titties. These are. <laughs> these, are <laughs> these are mysteries for. He's tried. These are mysteries for the declawed FDA. But, gentlemen. What I wanted to ask you was that it's the end of the year already, born in trouble. So I just wanted to know what was your end of the year like? And um, if you could repeat this year, 
all over again, would you do it? And I'm going to start with the person who usually has the most to say. So Gene Hopkins, end of the year. If you could repeat if this year, repeat. if you had to repeat this year with all the changes that you went through and all the things that you've experienced, would you be willing to live 2022 over again? Or would I do it differently? Or would is you it, do it differently? It's the same thing. It's all in, it's all uh, in there. Uh, no, probably uh, just minor little things here and there, but no, I don't want to do this shit again. Hell, you know, it was just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was work. I was busy this year. <laughs> right. Yo, a lot of folks died too, shit, man. I've been to a lot of funerals this year. No, I don't want to do this. I, I, this year's gone. This year's gone. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool, though. Oh, yeah, you know, another year. Okay, relocated, so that's a good thing. Grant, what about you? Would you do the year over again if you nah. could? No, nah, I'm, 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 I'm constantly looking forward. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go backward. I think, uh, you know, the things that happened, um, you know, my, 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 my shit is pretty good, man. I don't, I didn't, uh, my shit was pretty good. I didn't have anything major. I mean, I had some, like Gene said, I had some, I had some people pass away. Um, you know, I had some bad things. I had some good things, but you know, it's just life, man. Keep it, keep it moving. Keep All right. Moving. All right. And Mr. Brooks, finally, you had a pretty good year, at least uh, professionally. You made it to the yeah, world series. Yeah, yeah. You made some Quan. You got some nice Quan. So that's always a good. good thing. Would you do it again? Uh, or, you know, I, you know, if I had to, you know, if they're, if they're making me, but otherwise like, let's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's like a it's a good base to build off of. Right. You know, let's keep building. Let's just keep building. Yeah, Springboard this piece and getting it right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a year closer to being fully paroled, man. You know how how so? Yes, sir. You, you, X is done. You know, X is done. Well, because you're oh, yeah. done. Your kids are out. They, you know, mine graduated college this year, so that was a great moment. Got some good photos. Um, <laughs> and now we just gotta wait for her to, you know. Get a job and get off the payroll. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's work got to get done. Now, now, this is when it starts. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, now we're trying to get her off the payroll, so let's keep this rascal moving forward, man. Is that a, I guess that's, that's a good right. thing. Now, let me ask you the same question. She's, she's embarking on, the, on, the, on, the, on her journey, man. That, it is yep. what's up. Let me ask you in, the, in this. In terms of black people, do you believe that it was a year of good things do you think that there was a year of progress in terms of black people and like rant i want you to like answer in, that in, first in regards to what in regards, like in regards to anything to what? like progress in, re- in what area progress political what area? political financial family personal can well, you well i mean we showed incredible love for the for the deceased but unfortunately we caused far too many of our brothers and sisters to be deceased mm. so that shit was a massive failure we had over 500 gun deaths in Philadelphia this year. And unfortunately, the lion's share of them are in our community. Mm. So that was some bullshit. Mm. We failed miserably in that regard. Um, but, you know, uh, all the internet love that we send to rappers and stuff when they pass away, <laughs> you know, it's kind of touching. It's good to see black love. Black love. Black love in the club. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wanna make yeah. love in this club. In this club. In this club. We ain't gonna have good stories to tell until, you know, we understand the game and how it's being played and start playing the game. Mm. You know? Grant, what are you worried about all the wrong shit still? Grant, what do you think about this year? You think it was a good year of progress for for the community on the whole? Oh, honestly, I think uh I think black people's progress is over. I don't think we're uh I don't think we're progressing anymore. I don't think we're regressing. I don't think we're gonna progress anymore. And I, I think that because I I believe that too many of us believe that we have kind of overcome already. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we, in a lot of our minds, I think we believe that we're there because we have the Kanye's, we have the, you know, all the hip hop dudes, all the sports dudes. We have all these cats out, out there bling blinging, you know, everybody's going to Dubai these days. Everybody's best life in it on, at least on Instagram and Snapchat and all that shit. So, I mean, I think that we think, as a whole, I think that we think we've already overcome and there's no more progress to be made. So niggas ain't really trying to uh, make any more progress that, uh, as a whole. I mean, people are always trying to progress personally. But I don't, Damn, I don't man. Gene, would you co-sign that, bro? Or? Jesus, man, I'm about to slip my wrist if you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. Shit is bad out there. <laughs> I thought, I, thought, I thought I was bringing the roof down with 500 gas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you see, you see my name. You. It's the Grinch, baby. Let me tell you, I, I, I feel what Grant is saying. Same as, uh, same as Rob. You know, uh, so uh, if there is such thing as hope, <laughs> what I, I what. What I think, or what seems like, this will happen one day where it'll all of a sudden seem like we come out of the starting blocks and we run in the race, like we're progressing. Uh, I ain't see that this year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that this year. Uh, however, uh, I think the math adds up to, you know a huge awakening at some point. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned running a at race. Some point. So. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned running a race because this was a very interesting year for two brothers that were well known for their 440 times. And one of them is Herschel Walker, who was defeated in Georgia. The other is brother Deion Sanders, now head football coach at Colorado University, Colorado University, of Colorado, whatever. These are two brothers that were buffs. They're going to be the rough buffs again. They're going to be the rough buffs again. You think so? Well, we'll see. Yeah. You know, the the last time that the last time they were pulling for him now. I'm over it. I'm pulling for him now. Well, look, the last time, the last time he wasn't going to be a hero. Well, the last time, (laughs) the last time um, Colorado had a top 10 football team, the um, head coach, his daughter ended up getting impregnated by his quarterback. So maybe history will repeat itself. Do you think if that's what it takes to get a top 10 program? I want him to do well with his son. I do want him to do well with his son. Now It's whatever. I'm telling you, I have, there's a spot in my heart for all Florida boys. 
because okay. Clyde was a true Florida boy. That was my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I feel them and their quirkiness and their countryness and all that. I feel them. And I also understand some history about Florida because of Clyde. Mm-hmm. So I do have a you know a spot in my heart for Florida boys because I understand you know look you know yeah everybody has yeah, a, journey, has and a stuff, journey and stuff but they had a particular, had a particular journey. journey. Okay, well, it was rough. well, if we want to talk about Florida boys, we're going to also talk about Ed Reed. Because now we're, we're getting, in a different uh, situation. Feedback, I think from Grant he switched headsets. Yeah, I got it. I'm sorry. All yeah, right. well, we we're going to talk about Ed Reed now. Ed Reed is just taking over. The um, head coaching job at a SWAC school um, down in Florida. And what is that school? Bethune-Cookman. Bethune-Cookman. Former former ally, former um, nemesis of Howard University in the MEAC back in the day. But Mm -hmm. right now, Ed Reed is taking over and he's kind of picking up the mission that Dion started. Is he? Or is he going to repeat and do the same thing that Dion did if he builds a good program and moves for, forward? But either way, in terms of progress, would you think that Dion is now, does he get some of the credit for bringing the attention to these jobs? And is it possible for Absolutely. the mission that he started to actually get completed? Because in terms of Dion Sanders and Ed Reed, they're both great. They were both great defensive backs. One was a safety that would take your head off. The other one was a um, corner who would, who you couldn't throw at and everything. He didn't like the tackle at certain at one point in his career, but at the end he started tackling when he had to. But you know he tripped people or whatever. But um, these guys are both defensive backs, both Hall of Famers. But what strikes me about the difference between these two men is that Ed Reed. He played college football at a time when I was a college football fan. I know Rob remembers him. I don't know um, how deep you were, Gene, into watching him, but Ed Reed would take your head off. That was a rough and tough dude. I watched him as, yeah. Yeah. Most of his career, I watched it. Yeah, most of his, I mean, and and for the Ravens, but, I mean, even going back to Florida. But this is a guy, he's no nonsense. You know, and Dion, he's the suit wearing, gold chain packing. Fedora cap wearing. He's got his gaiters. He's looking good. He's prime time. That's prime time. Do you think that black college football is in better hands with the Ed Reeds of the world as opposed to the Deion Sanders? That's what I'm posing right now. No, you need them both. You need them both. You definitely need them Yeah, both. you need them both. Yeah. Because, you know, the Ed Reeds of the world, they're going to come in, they're going to do the job. And, you know. Things happen. He moves on. That'll be it. But Dion made sure that everybody knew what was going on there. Dion was posting his his speeches, the meetings, his team meetings stuff. He was posting that stuff online. Like he was actually trying to make sure that there was light shining on what was going on. Mm. So you know, the other brothers just coming in and coaching. You know, they may, they do a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. They may do a lot of the other stuff in terms of recruiting other other high level players to come in and share what they know with the, with these kids in, in the swag. But you know, Dion was Dion, You need guys like Dion who are going to come and make some noise and make sure everybody sees. Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. I mean, that's Dion's mo is always look at me, look at me, look at me. They still hey, I'm tired of talking games, about me. Still. Why don't you talk about me? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. He, st- he right. still got to prove he can win them games like Dion did. It's about coaching, to your yeah, question, the the John. It's yeah. about coaching. You know, the best one is the best coach. That's who the best one is, and that's yet to be determined. You know, uh, you know, but but I think you need them both in the in the arena of, of uh, black college football. Well, you have Eddie George. The HBCUs are fighting it. They're fighting a different battle. Definitely. HBCUs are fighting a different battle, though. They're, I don't think HBCUs are are necessarily. It's not. It's not simply the coaching. You know what I mean? It's about the the ability to recruit the players. It's about the facilities. It's about the. the you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's the the money becomes a much bigger piece when you start talking about an HBCU. Yeah, and there's no there's no swag network. No, right. You know. Right. There's no, there's no, but there will be that work. We will say, well, the the problem is the cable model is collapsing at the same time that, you know, all this attention has been brought to the SWAC. Right. The cable model is collapsing. So all of these big 10 network, PAC 12 network, they've caused all this realignment to try and make the conferences more attractive to get these TV dollars. Yeah. Um, So that's why you're going to wind up having Maryland. UCLA, USC, Rutgers are going to be in the same conference in three years. Ridiculous. It's like the Big well, Ten. Yeah. I'm it is ridiculous. You, if all the Ed Reeves and Deion Sanders fall into these HBCUs, the cameras are coming. The network, everybody's coming because but, that's what the people are going only, to want to only see. If, only if the kids come. You, only if yeah, the kids come. Get the and if you get the kids to come, oh, no, you got to no. get, hey, you know, you go to the locker room at, you know, we, we had this kid who played at Drexel. I'll use mid-level college basketball as sort of an example. We had this kid who played at Drexel. He now plays for the Phoenix Suns. His fifth year, he took his, his gear and went elsewhere. Because, you know, at Drexel, the locker room is a locker room inside of a larger locker room. So, like, if you want to go to the locker room, you got to walk through this other locker room, you know, and there's, like, a 65-year-old professor who's sitting there, like, you know, just sitting on the bench with his nutsack hanging out and... Once you're in the locker room, you're in the middle of an island, right? right? Where you go to the locker room at Kentucky, well, the locker room's also connected to the trainer's room, and that's connected to the practice court, and that's connected to the study hall, and then there's mm-hmm. a gym attached to that, and then there's a room with some pool tables and some ping pong tables, and there's another room with just some couches in it and a big TV, mm. you know? So do you want to be able to go – you want to go to a school where they're rationing? What's that stuff, that milk – there's this hydration product that's got milk in the name of it. But, like, at one point, you know, they're like, okay, basketball players can each have one a day. Or do you want to go to a place where you can oh, have like 12 muscle a day milk if you it? want to? Yeah, muscle milk. Mm-hmm. Like, you, want, you can have 12 of them. Look, there's a whole kitchen in there just for you guys. Like, it's an arms race. College football and basketball is also an arms race. You're appealing to 16- and 17-year-old boys, and bells and whistles quite often win the day. And I can Im- and, and I can imagine these, schools, now, now, these MEAC schools have none of that. Now let's tie now now let's tie this tie this up to how this first started with uh progress. And I mentioned that at at, at one point there's gonna become I, I think, you know, there's gonna be a mass movement of some type you can call it awakening or whatever, but towards a, di- a progress direction. And this is one of the areas that that can happen because I can see it. Because you talk about men with gold jackets with Dion and Ed Reeves. I'm talking about if the gold jackets start coming to Ed, you, yeah, they can go to the living room and say, listen, this is where we're making a change. Yeah, you can go there and have those comforts and this and that and everything else. 
But you see, can go. I, I think because they go the there, will be. They have to get the schools. You know, these these schools are historically underfunded. Like, uh-huh. I mean, you know, X went to Howard. You know, you Grant went to Howard. Like some of them dorms were a joke, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, absolutely. I went. To, I went to Temple, right? Temple yeah. built Edberg Olsen Hall, their football facility, open in like 2002. So right on campus, they opened a building. Got all the meeting rooms. Got a hundred-yard practice field. It also has an eighty-yard turf field right next to it. And the day they opened it, it was outdated. It was still behind half the facilities right. in the country. Mm-hmm. At that point, Penn State had already opened up a full domed building where they could practice the kicking game. Like they can go in and practice. They can practice football every day of the year and never go outside. They got enough room to go offense on one side, defense on the other. Special teams over there. Temple was happy at that point just to get a practice field and a building that was dedicated to them. Like, you're talking about millions of dollars of investment that these schools have to make. And these schools are having problems just making the ends meet. So, I mean, you're talking about colossal investment. And you have to get, you have to get backers to do that. Well, okay. And unfortunately, we as a people have not been great about giving back to our institutions. All right, because... Besides the church. Because, like, let's, let's be, let's be <laughs> right. real. No, we tithe. Because we get shamed if we don't. That's right. We tithe. You know, but, okay, so let's, let's look at it from a different perspective. Because, really, what I wanted to talk about is by acknowledging the differences between Primetime and Ed Reed, what we're also acknowledging is the differences between the hard work of grinding it out and the hard work of grinding it out until you get the chance to a better deal, which is basically America, right? That's basically America. You start a company, you want to, mm-hmm. you want your company to go well until somebody can come in, somebody else comes and franchises you out or buys you out at a higher number. And then now you're the, now you mm-hmm. own stock in that company and you have less to do on a daily basis. And you've got more resources. So Dion went for the, he went for more resources. What we're talking about with the HBCUs and black college football is actually hard work. And part of that starts with advertising and commercialism and entertainment. And like you said, like Graham, we went to Howard. What's the best thing about the football game? The halftime show. The band at halftime. The band, the halftime show. You know, what is every black college, what do, what does black (laughs) colleges, what do we have all in common? We all have famous alumni in the entertainment field and entertainment fields. And you look at TikTok and you look at some of these other places and everything that are generating money. I don't understand how black colleges aren't taking advantage of the creativity of the people of the student body there. Do you know? Do you see that as being a path of actually closing that huge gap that you're talking about, Mister Brooks? No. The gap no. is too big. The gap is the gap is tremendous. Right. It's too I big. Mean, the gap is too big. You and and you know those algorithms are constantly shifting. Like influencers, they get up. Some of them actually get rich. A lot of them just get burnt out. Mm. You know, and it's short term money. Okay, you're an influencer now. You're doing X, Y, Z. You're making your, you're doing your videos. You're making this. You're getting the advertising dollars off of it. You know, I got a new iPhone. I got a Mac. Guess what? The I forget what operating system we're on now, but it asks me every time I sign up for a new website. 
Ask this app not to track me. Ask this site not to track me. And I always say, don't track me. I'm cutting into people's advertising dollars when I do that. Mm-hmm. And privacy is a big thing. I commercials all the time. I'm watching the West Wing uh, marathon. It's on all week on, on H, whatever, HL and headline news. You know, and every hour or so, you see a commercial about some web browser that hides your your um, mm-hmm. history, your browser history, whatever, keeps people from tracking you. That's cutting it. That's cutting into those dollars. Mm. I mean, there's a movement afoot to sort to sort of protect internet privacy, and part of that cuts into the dollars of the TikToks of the world. I mean, we got senators who are trying to ban TikTok now. Well, it's t- a Chinese company, yeah. and the Chinese are getting all the all the data. They are getting all the data. They got a couple, got a couple you know, lawsuits out there too. Yeah, they got a couple like, lawsuits out there in terms of uh, families that are suing uh, Facebook, Instagram, based off of their children. Uh, some committed suicide. Some uh, became bulimic. Some, you know, there, there's various things that happen to the children. But they're suing social media companies based on these algorithms. I mean, they, they did. They, uh, they had a story on 60 Minutes about it a couple weeks ago. And I mean, it's it's true, man. Like the algorithms, the algorithms send you, as and particularly as a young person, you can easily get sent down a rabbit hole. I mean, it's, oh. it's easy for an adult to get sent down a rabbit hole. I've been down plenty but, of them. Yeah, but as a as a young person, I mean, you you talking about somebody that's not fully mentally developed, you know? I mean, it's it's easy to to influence them, yeah, and make them think one thing is is great when it's when it's the worst shit ever. You know, for, for for the HBCUs to catch up, they have to start playing the NIL game. That's what they got to do. Okay. And that's a hard one because that's money, national uh, image and likeness. Right. You know, if you're going to be, if you know, there's a group that's going to pay Tennessee, quarterback of Tennessee, if you get recruited to be a quarterback of Tennessee, you're going to get $125,000 a year cash. And for that, you're going to make a couple of appearances around the state, do a couple autograph signings. But minimum, you're going to make one twenty-five. They got to get into that game. They got to be able to, and Dion started to do that. Like Dion brought that to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. You know, heck, his salary is going to be paid by boosters in Colorado. Mm. Like the school's not even paying his salary. Boosters are going to pay his salary, and that's what happens at a lot of those schools at Texas, whatever. You know, at even at schools like Drexel, whatever. Yo, when they decide they're going to make a move on the coach, first thing they do is talk to the board of trustees, and then the board of trustees goes and passes the hat around. You say, hey, you guys don't particularly like this coach. Well, he's got another two years on his contract. If we're going to make a move on him, we're going to have to buy him out. We're going to send the hat around now and see what everybody puts in there. If you really don't want this guy here anymore, mm-hmm. then, you know, Get rid of kindly make, your, kindly make your, uh, your feelings known by placing them in the hat. You're speaking about so, and things the, and, that... And those schools are going to have to start to do that. Yeah, you're definitely speaking about you're definitely speaking about deeper pockets in the alumni and you know, HBCUs don't have those types of connections even outside of the schools. The only ones that really could make a commitment to doing that, I would guess off the top of my head would be Howard and Morehouse. And Howard and Morehouse are really not so interested in being known with athletics, especially not football. Yeah. Here's a here's a you know Morehouse, um, you know one of our one of our favorite human beings just because he's so such a lightning rod as an individual wants to go on tour next year. He's gotten out of jail and he wants to go out. He wants to go on a tour, and I, I don't know whether it's going to be true stand up or whether it's going to be just him telling his story and you know putting some funny anecdotes in there because he can't help himself. 
But if he wanted to, he could set up the Morehouse football program all on his own. He could endow that thing at a number and make them ultra-competitive. Oh, you're talking about oh, Mr. No. Cosby. He's, he's a William H. Cosby Jr. Oh. Would they he take his got, money? But they, but they've he, he they, make them all. He they, can make them all stay, solid. But they've made his money so dirty at this point that these. Um, I mean, you, like I said, he's these he's gonna go on black. Here. We're going to find out how these black we're institutions. Find out how dirty where people think from, his money is. These black yeah, institutions. Where he came from. The first thing that they would do. First thing that they would do to the Morehouse program is they would Kyrie Irving, Irving that program right away. It's how can you have someone that was technically convicted of rape and the only reason why he got out was because of a technicality which is actually it's actually the opposite you know he was convicted because of a city like huh (laughs) dude same reason there's a george washington high school in every city like because you do whatever you want at the end of the day if you're willing to ignore the critics right but are they there i like everybody's got some good and bad and William H. Cosby, although he is still... He don't give a shit about no tour. damn uh, football, no college football. Oh, oh he, gets, he gets, he gets oh, yeah. in the weeds with some crazy things. Like, there was a track runner, I want to say it was my year, out of, I can't remember, it was William Penn? It was William Penn High School in Philly. And this kid was running unbelievable quarters. Like, I think he was running a quarter in high, as a high school senior at, like, 49 or 50. Okay. And he got involved at a level like, look, I'll do anything. If you go to Morehouse, I'll, I'll cover everything. If you go to Morehouse. Uh-huh. Kid didn't really want to go to Morehouse. He wanted to go to this other school and run. Morehouse didn't have the facilities. They didn't have the coaching. We get to Morehouse to find out that the kid would inhale before he ran his first step and didn't breathe again until he got all the way around the track. What? They had to teach wow. him to breathe in college to get his wow. to get his to get him to run faster, and the folks at Morehouse wow. just weren't really equipped for that. He, he just got it injured, and it was a whole bunch. Of, it was a whole bunch of mess. He never became what he could have been. Mm. But he's not afraid to get in the weeds and get involved. You know, mm-hmm. like he gets into some granular junk. Black people you know, aren't ready to forgive Bill Cosby, Cosby though. Knew that he got into some granular junk because he always wanted to have lunch with somebody. You know, oh, you had a thirty-second part on the show. He would love to have lunch with you. But black people aren't ready to forgive Bill Cosby yet, though. They're like you know, find out. because they, find they, out. they 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 they're, they're not. They're not. They're going to be boycotting oh, no, 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 him as a whole. Here, they're going to look at you. Agree with them not forgiving him. As as a, I'm saying, I agree with the sentiment that as a whole, we're not willing to think, forgive Bill Cosby. I don't know if we're that bad. And, re, and, re, and re, but but here here's, I don't think we really care about it like that. However, think that once white people start talking shit about it, we're gonna we're gonna submit. There it is. Even though we don't really, respectability politics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I I don't think that we really I don't think that we really give a damn about the whole Bill Cosby situation as a whole. Right. But I think when white people start squawking or the news, I mean, maybe it ain't just white people, but, you know, when shit starts coming out in the news that Bill Cosby is, women, you know, going on tour or whatever, you know, what I'm saying like black people are just going back down because that's what we do. Oh, yeah. He ain't getting no tour. We'll see. Well, you know, let's go back you know, to the. 
Let's go. He knows too many nutcases out here. He, I don't even think he's interested in that. That's supposedly he is. We'll see, we'll find out. Man, do you see how that man was walking coming out of prison? Man, he need to go <laughs> sit I mean, down he, somewhere. Well, 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 the act is over <laughs> now. The act is over now. The frail old man thing is done. I'm sure he in his house like... He's a frail old man. <laughs> right. He doing that dance that he did on the beginning of the comedy yeah. show. Like, yeah. He's he smoking tough, a joint though. every night and... He survived jail. He's tough. He said it out. Jazz music. I just listened to that the other day. That album, Quincy Jones and Bill Cosby. Bruh. I ain't throwing that away. You're not throwing that away? Uh, Fire, bro. Doesn't get the, doesn't get yeah. the R. Oh, Kelly treatment? No. No R. Oh. Kelly treatment? Well, let's go. Let's go. I want to go back to to black, black people getting better over the course of the year. Did they get better? Now, um, you just, you guys just gave me a hypothetical I could just play with right now. Would it be better if black people were to do what a lot of other groups have done over the history of the world? For example, you look at the city of Miami. City of Miami, hell. The fucking, the buildings are made out of white. Some of the buildings, they have cocaine stuffed in between the rafters. The city was literally built by drug money, by cocaine. And everybody turns their back. Nobody said, nobody is asking Mr. Cruz or Mr. Castillo where his money comes from. He's the president of the bank. And nobody's asking them historically what his father did or what the previous board did in order to get this money which was so dirty but black people do not want to have anything to do with money that is seen to be tainted is that a flaw as a community to not be willing to I, I, actually I'm not, sure that that, I'm not sure that's characteristic of our community no yeah you know i, I never i never i never seen a preacher turn away a dollar yeah, that's a preacher, but no, we're talking knows, about... An- he, know, he, he, know, he, knows, he knows where that money came from. He knows that, that, that woman, her son ain't no good. And that's where she getting her money from. Mm-hmm. He don't care. He takes it in the basket just the same. Yeah, and he goes and, and he's... You know, I, 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 see, I don't, I don't think that we have that hang-up. I think that we, you know... I, th- I think we appreciate the hustler culture. You know, because everybody's had to do what they had to do historically. But, but do we really appreciate? Here. Do we? I don't think we have that hang up. Do we really? Tr- do we really appreciate the hustler culture? Because the host, the hustler culture, invest in other things. The hustler culture, you know, you you don't have. I mean, listen, we all know that law enforcement goes after black criminals who try to go straight at a much higher rate than they do anyone else. It's like. You know if you're black, they're not going to let you buy that building down in Manhattan with that money, with those ill-gotten gains. Whereas the mob was able to actually buy their way into places. And when I say the mob, I mean all of the mobs, the Irish mob, the Italian mob, the Jewish mob. They're all able to actually do that. But Bill, we can't take Bill Cosby's money because we already know what's going to happen. Is that a flaw that we are? Is that a flaw that we can correct and just be like, you know, because it would be, it's, it may not be morally the right thing to do, but is it the right thing to do in order to make a step forward as a people? And we all know it's probably not going to happen, but should it? 
Should it be happening so, on a regular basis? I, I don't think that we have a problem with where the money comes from. I think that we have a problem with how, like, how the money is dispersed. You see what I'm saying? So, so just kind of think back to o- older days, like the 30s, 40s, 50s. There was no... Um, so like in let's take the golf let's look at the Godfather. Most people have seen the Godfather. So in the Godfather, the black hand kind of ran his neighborhood with the dirty money. But everybody ate off the dirty money. You see what I'm saying? So even though we knew even though we know it's dirty money, if everybody's eating and the, the neighborhood is getting better as a whole, we can accept that. But that's not what happens anymore. We're so poisoned against our own community that we won't we won't try to build up our own community with our, with the, with the drug money or whatever whatever crime is the is the crime of the of the time. We won't build up our own community with it. We'll take our drug money and go make Gucci more money or you know what I mean, make fucking whatever other white or Jewish or Chinese or whatever the fuck people we build up with with our drug money. You see what I'm saying? We don't we don't big up our own community. It's like it's there's no reason that that you couldn't get five basketball players. I mean there's there's a gang of professional basketball players that come from Detroit. There's no reason to, that five of them couldn't get together and build a gym. Mm. But they don't do it. You see what I'm saying? And and that's clean money. Mm-hmm. That's clean money. But it I mean what is it to build a gym? You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's a pole barn, pretty much. It, it it don't it don't take much but the land to build a gym. But you can't even get five five basketball players to build a gym. Well, KD's done a bunch in in the DMV area. Durant yeah, has built like right. a whole. He got a whole AAU thing. He's got a whole academy going. But yeah, like that's that is clean money. Like we could do that. Yeah. We could do yeah. that easily. Yeah, I mean, and and when you start talking about support for HBCUs, like so so. I'm not mad at Deanna and just kind of to circle back. I'm I'm not mad at Deanna. I never was mad at Deanna, but I was disappointed because I thought that the movement was bigger than his job. Is in it? My, my opinion. Is but it? I, but I thought it was. I thought it was, but it, clearly he didn't. So that's fine. But at the same time, who, uh, all the people that talk shit about Dion moving on, who made donations to Jackson State? Who made donations to Howard? Who, you know what I mean? Like who? Put your money where your mouth is, my guy. Don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and I'm saying this for people who have money and thought that it was a good idea. Like well, if you have money, yeah, throw a couple dollars at it. Well, for a long time, in order so for an age, throw a couple dollars. No, no, you're right, because for a long time, in order for an HBCU to get money, they had to be shamed by someone else. Dr. Dre actually was shamed into giving money at a certain point because he was giving, gave like a hundred or gave some or pledged some um, incredible amount to UCLA. 70 million or something to to UCLA. To UCLA. Right, because he was in California and, and people were saying, well, what? Nothing for your people. 
and that's how you lose every time because and then he then he went and he made another donation so that's not to knock Dre because he did see the error of his ways and a lot of times we as black people we're too unforgiving of ourselves well, really and other black people ways? like that's the public school that's the public school in the town that, in which he grew up in is that really an error of his ways well like it's become a fancy school but that's the local public school that's like you and me giving money to farmingdale or post i mean it's because of its football program and its basketball program it's got greater renown but it's a public college in, well, Los Angeles, in the city of Los Angeles. Well, the question the becomes, system. the question becomes, does it serve my community? And, you know, for someone like Dr. Dre, Dre is like, his community is, has a large part of it is, I guess you can make a very strong argument that a large part of his community are suburban whites, because they're the ones who bought the majority of his records. his records. They're the ones mm-hmm. who bought his records. But in order for him to come up, though, he came up through the tight urban hood. And those are the people that actually uplifted him to the point where other groups got to hear him to a certain extent. USC's a private school. Otherwise, he'd have given it there because the USC's in his hood. Yeah. But the whole point is... Boulevard runs right past the Coliseum. Right. But, you know, but we can't expect... We can't expect every... You know, it's a different world. It's like we say here, we all go to the same schools. We are taught the same things in a lot of places. In a lot of ways, we are the same. So it's like you can't really blame him necessarily up front. But once he becomes aware, once you become aware of the fact that there are people that are in your community that look like you and try to, trying to do things and trying to come up that don't have those opportunities, that haven't had that type of balance and that type of they don't have that foundation to build off of. It's like even just that little bit of money is like a little bit of a foundation for our people to grow. So, you know, that's a good thing. So I just want to, I'm going to go one thing that's off topic. We've had a really good conversation tonight. This is the last show of the year. We're going to change up the format a little bit moving forward. I'd like to like do two of these shows per month and everything with all four of us and the rest of it. We're going to start mixing in a little bit of video and some one-on-one stuff and try to make the show a little bit more interesting and showcase some of you guys talents as well as my own a little bit more but we'll be moving into that next year you've been in the gym lately i've been in the gym lately because of the fact that i've got i've got a gym in my home right now so it's like it's it's great for me right now i'm like living a life fantastic so but that's an off-topic conversation lighter what was metaphorically you feel lighter oh i did definitely feel lighter like we're at the yeah, yeah. I definitely I feel lighter. I feel lighter. I feel better, more nimble, breathing a lot better. Life is just like pretty much, it's pretty much better. So we're moving into the new year with a lot of optimism. You know, it was a, it was a very off year for me. If it, if I were to ask myself the question, if I could do the year over, I would say definitely fuck no. I'm glad that that shit is over. Honestly. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. It was a tough year. It was tough to keep focus. It was a tough situation for me um, personally and business-wise. I probably didn't focus on a lot of things that I should have focused on during the course of the year, but because I was rightfully distracted by other things. But, you know, somehow I found my way through through the woods, and we're out on the other side of the clearing, and we're moving forward. So, 2023... I'm ready to fucking punch you in the goddamn eye. So that's the way I start off with violence.
Choosing violence. Choosing violence. Get in my way, I'm going to punch you in the goddamn eye. Don't do it, homie. Don't choose violence. (laughs) Don't choose violence. So what's the off-topic thing that you were going to talk about? The off-topic thing I'm going to talk about is there was something I'm sure you guys have seen it on the news. Um, This guy on Long Island, your your old... Hunting grounds, your old stalking grounds for the three of you. Mr. George Santos was just elected to the former seat of the great Republican Congressman Peter King. George Santos. Do you guys know what he is? You know all about it, Rob. Rob, you're Rob. He might be a complete and total liar. This dude is. He might be the most. He's making Donald Trump look like a truth wagon. This dude is like the American dream, bro. I thought about him today. I'm like, yo, this dude is the American dream. You can wake up any morning. I used to always say you can wake up any morning and become anything that you want to. And that motherfucker woke up and decided he wanted to be a U.S. congressman. And it took him about 10 years. Who is he? A little bit more than 10 years from his last crime. Who is he? Who is George Santos? Well, let me tell you. Dude, he's he's not 10 years away from his last crime. He's like nine weeks away from his last crime. He's nine weeks. They look into how he came up with all this money. Okay. He's under investigation because they're trying to figure out how he got all this money. Plus, he's under investigation because he's got federal um, uh, election law, um, finance laws. Well, let me answer answer Gene's question. Who is George Samsos? Soon to be Congressman George Santos, former who's going to hold the seat of the former Republican eyesore Pete King or whatever, Peter King. This was a guy who hated us with a passion. So I think it's really great years later to see what's going on with his former congressional seat. This guy was elected to represent Northern Long Island and Queens. He, he was elected, he claims to be, now this is the good one, this is the really good part. Did you know he's biracial? His father was African American with Angolan roots. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. I was unaware of that. I, I, know, I, know, I know he had claims of Jewish ancestry. Do you know who else was unaware of that fact? His mama, because it turns out to yeah. not be true. That's right. His mama <laughs> knows nothing about Angolan roots and black men. Okay? It gets better. It gets, it better. gets better. That's just... He called himself... Uh, it's, a, it's, it's How does it... Here's a question. Like, all this... You're going to hear he all won. this stuff. He won. Right, John's going to lay out this, this litany of claims that this guy's made, and they're all verifiably false. How is it that he got... To election day before somebody blew the whistle on him. That's he what fucking, I want to know. Well, this is this is the whole point. This is the whole point. He has claimed himself to be a proud Jew. Okay? Put it like this. Y'all are some pretty brown brothers that are on this thing. He's probably the brownest thing that was on this thing. That's on this thing. So it's like... So that had me thinking about Kyrie Irving and the whole, is he a Semite or is he an anti-Semite? Who's worse, George Santos or Kyrie Irving? That was my next thought, but that's well, just me. What you got to keep, 
You got to keep listing. You got to keep adding the adding the BS on though. So he's not a Jew. Well, listen, no, no, listen. He said he never claimed after saying he was a proud Jew. He said he always said he was Jew-ish. Not Jew. <laughs> Ish. Jew. Jew-ish. Jew-ish. Jew-ish, but Jew. You know, like kind of sort of like, you know, like black. Kind of sort of like, you know, I like a smear of cream cheese on my bagel, but yeah. I don't go to temple. Yeah. Right. Well, it's sort of like the series Black-ish, if it weren't about a black family. The family were actually his... Well, we don't know what he is. Um, check for it in Brazil. Check for it in Brazil, bro. And this man was Damn. elected to represent, this is the kicker, the wealthiest district in New York State. But there's more. Yeah, criminals like criminals. Didn't he say his mama died in 9-11 or some shit? His mom died. He said that his mom died due to 9-11 related causes, but she died like 13 years after the event. Like she right. died like in 2015. <laughs> and she was actually at went a, to a college. Well, she was actually at HHA. He never attended to. Yeah. Yeah. He claimed he went to a college that he never went to. He claimed that he worked for two high high end finance companies that he never worked Trump did for. the same thing. What can they what can they convict him of? No, no, no. no, no. This is this is this well, is a complete and total fabric. Like it's like taking your resume and sending it to a poet and saying, "Say something nice about me," and then just handing that around. Yes, he's just like, he's on the George Costanza side of the game. But he's you know exactly. what? But you know what? What, what Gene just said. What Gene just said is true. And everything, and that's the point that George is taking. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm going to be signed. I'm going to take the oath and join Congress in a couple of weeks with the rest of my incoming he's class. You think he's going to be effective? And then he, then he said, hey, Biden's been lying to people for 40 years. There's no difference between what he did and what hey, I did. Let me ask you something. Is there anything they can convict him on right now? Um, uh, yeah, probably. Possibly, so this yes. This guy was like, this guy was borderline destitute two years ago. He was, uh, he was involved with a company. He left just before they got shut down for being a Ponzi scheme. So he wasn't indicted in that. But he had, he listed his, his annual income as less than $55,000 a year because he tried to run in 2020. So in his financial statements, then he said he was making less than $55,000 a year. He now has this job in which he connects high-end people to goods and services, and he claims to be making multi-millions of dollars every year. He, he loaned his campaign $700,000 of his own money. Wow. So this guy went from zero to millions in two years. So they're investigating where the money is coming from. Because literally, he's like, the, the way he describes, somebody asked him to describe his job. He said, well, let, let's say person A has a boat that they want to sell. They, well, you know. The, those these type of people are selling yachts. Person A has a yacht that they want to sell. They're not going to list it with a broker. So he'll go through his Rolodex and he'll call some people and say, "Hey, you know, you you in the market for a boat? You know, I got I got this guy. He's got a boat for you. And his commission on that could be two, three hundred thousand dollars. Mm. That's work. what he describes his job as being these days. Mm. I can see how that I translates mean, uh, into being a congressman. Can't you see? You know, the stuff that they can get away with is just astounding. Because you know, if you 
had put together that same resume, walked around before you ever appeared on a ballot. Somebody would have gone through, somebody would run down all of that stuff, and they'd have been like, wait a minute, he can, this guy shouldn't even be on the ballot. He can go to Baruch College. He didn't graduate right. from here. Let me tell you he, something. He, he didn't work with that company. He didn't if, work for that company. If I ever run it for... Wouldn't come out, it wouldn't come out two weeks after the election. It wouldn't uh, come out eight weeks before. I'm sorry, guys. If I ever run for any type of office, I'm going to disavow any knowledge of all of you. And... Yeah, I, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Right. Even, even he shows. I'm going to say that's exactly. not my voice. That is not my voice. <laughs> we, got, we got 121 episodes of this. One, and two. Two. It wasn't there'll me. Be a, there'll be a bunch of us sitting in a room. I'll be sitting in a room. We're like, I haven't seen you in a thousand years. What are you doing here? Wasn't oh, me. I haven't seen you in a Wasn't me. <laughs> we'll all be getting deposed. See now you're you're mentioning people's names and there's nothing there's nothing untowards with either one of those young ladies. So it's like I don't I don't know even know why you're mentioning that. You're just causing them problems right now. No one's going to listen to it. Hopefully they don't get forwarded because can you just see the fight that you're causing right now? Can you see the fight? There's no, it's unnecessary, bro. It's unnecessary. There's one way to avoid the fights. Don't edit this until after New Year's Eve. At least you can get your New Year's Nokia and then all heck can break loose. Well, thank you. Well, it's not going to help me any. Trying to help you, brother. My bad. I know it's gone, but, you know, I bet when the odds was like 12, 50, I put 50 on 10. You put 50 on Tennessee? Yeah, when it was plus 12, 50. Oh, damn. Nice. So, you know, I don't say I think the money gone, you know, but we'll You put it on the money line or you put it on with the spread? Oh. Nah, money line. Yeah, fellas, so guess what? Dallas sucks. We just about hit our hour. We just about hit our hour. Somebody's echoing crazy right now. Echo, echo, echo. Born, born, in, in trouble, trouble. We'll be back. My, uh, my headphones died. I'm, I'm, on, uh, I'm on the computer speakers. That's what's up, though. Remind me of the most basement parties. <laughs> I don't remember any basement parties in any era whatsoever. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm going to start my campaign for president next. I'm running for president, B, because if Santos can do that, I'm sure I can get like, you know, I can at least get vice president, bro. At least get, I can make up better stories than that. I can make a better stories than that. Well, seriously, I think, I think I think it would be great if you did that because the next year, at the end of the year, we could sit down and say, when you say, "Have we made any progress? Have black people made any progress?" You're like, "See what they did to your campaign? No." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave it to Rob. <laughs> Shut that down. Nope. Leave it to Rob. Point in trouble, fellas. <laughs> Yo, listen, before we go, I just want to thank you guys for being there with being there with me, you know, on this journey that that, that is this show. Um, we have such a good time. Whenever we do, we'll all get catch up. Um, next year, I hope that we'll have even more fun, and hopefully we'll make a little bit more noise next year. 
and um, I'll be a little bit more focused. I'll definitely be better focused next year. You know, so that I can promise you. And, you know, I think this was a very good start. And from the A, I'm going to say Mr. Dub K, Gene Hopkins, is there anything you'd like to see to anyone for the end of the year? Man's winning some money right now, sitting there. No, no. I'm telling you, it's, I think the 50 go, but they get they making it a game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, I, I thought it was ridiculous when they was down seven points, about to get be down ten points when 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 I made the bet. So I was like, and and Tennessee looks awful. I'm talking about that brother. I don't even know. He don't even look like. I don't know how he has a job in the league. But he just threw a goddamn touchdown. <laughs> From the A. <laughs> it was the dumb kid. And of course, from Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings and Amish Girls. Wings and Amish Girls. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, baby. Come down and get you some. Wings. Spicy. Spicy wings. Mr. Grant Lancaster, my ace, Boon Coon. Shout out to you, brother. And of course, of course. The black cloud. (laughs) One rating on everyone's parade. The man who knows more information about me than anyone else and can probably derail my campaign in a single half an hour session with the FBI, Mr. Robert Brooks. Well, considering you you single-handedly derailed any political aspirations I had with that Wild Robert Beast documentary. <laughs> Remember, black people, before you can lift each other up, pull each other down and see whether or not you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Brentwood had a cloud of wit over it. And you were just saturated in that shit if you grew up in Brentwood in the 80s, man. Yo, man. I'm glad. Buddy dudes, man. I'm glad that we experienced it, man, because we get to laugh and we have a sense of humor. And while all this crazy stuff is going on in the world, no matter how much changes, we recognize that it all still seems that stays the same and we get a chance to laugh at it. Born in Trouble, whatever the num- a number episode. Thank you guys for listening to us. Thanks for sticking in with us. And, you know, hopefully you'll come and enjoy some of the new material that we bring up next year. Peace. Thanks. Can we tap dancing? <laughs> yeah, I'm not tap dancing. <laughs>